everybody, this is So Many Sequels. I'm Josh. I'm Garrett. And I'm David. Oh my God. Wait a minute. <laughs> I, I just got to think this is Andrew Nichols entered the waiting room. Oh, oh there we go. We have a special appearance. What is this? I'm going to add him. That? Do it. Bring him on in. It's the uh, Indoraptor himself. For the audience, we're we're surprised by this. Yeah, this is this is a uh, connecting audio is I connected. Nothing. I don't even have anything. I'm just hey, speechless. You? Look at this guy. We did not think you were gonna. We didn't think you were gonna be here. Yeah, I decided to make cameo. We literally hopped on right as we were starting, so that was good timing. Perfect timing. Okay. Yeah. So uh, what are we doing? We're talking about Jurassic World Dominion today. Mm -hmm. Which is, according to the studio, the final film in the Jurassic franchise as we currently know it. I don't know what that means. It's hard when it's like it's wrapping up its own trilogy and then a larger thing. But that's the idea. You get it. We got our main characters for this one. Same as always. Chris Pratzo and Grady. Bryce Dallas Howard as Claire something. I don't mm -hmm. know. But this time, we get the original trilogy. Or not trilogy. The original trio. Back from the original Jurassic Park, we got Dr. Ian Malcolm, Dr. Ellie Sattler, and mm -hmm. Dr. Alan Grant with, mm -hmm. of course, Sam Neill, Laura Dern, and Jeffrey, or Jeffrey, Jeff Goldblum. He might go by Jeffrey. Jeffrey Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum reprising all those uh -huh. roles to be Jurassic about it. So without further ado, would anyone, you know what, actually, because I'm leading the show and I already have heard what Garrett and Andrew think, I want to hear from David first. I was the Jurassic defender of Jurassic World and Fallen Kingdom a little bit. I'm not to say we didn't, we all agree we like Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom was a not so much. I have to say, unfortunately, I have more problems with this than I have praise. I don't think it, I've heard a lot of people going in, I heard a lot of people going in saying that it was mindless fun. And I don't think it was quite mindless. I think mindless implies that there's no sense of coherency scene to scene. I felt like everything that happens makes sense based on what just happened in the previous scene. But it did get to be, I think, a bit monotonous. It got to be a bit repetitive and it got to be a bit, um, got to be a bit too much at times. The action is better than we've had in a long time. But unfortunately, I, I just, I have pretty much three, I have three problems. I have like, I have like a general problem. I have a core problem. Then I have a dorky problem that we can get into later. Okay. But I, I think it will, I think it was for the most part enjoyable. I have a basic problem. That was over the other one, basic core and dork. But I I enjoyed myself for the most part. But yeah, I don't know. As we overcome, as we overcome most of the rest of this conversation, it's going to be up to you guys, I think, to make me feel better about it. But I, I that may not happen. Nope. It's going to be up bad. to me is the problem. Listen, I this liked movie's it. Bad. This oh, movie's really, really it? bad. I liked it. Yeah. No, this movie's really bad. It is a really upsetting way to end out this amazing franchise. It's really bad. And I went back and I listened to our Jurassic World 1 and 2 episode, and I look at these with optimism, and I think this movie was doomed for me from hindsight based on how bad I reviewed uh, Fallen Kingdom. Because... Mm -hmm. Every issue that I had with Fallen Kingdom, they leaned into. And so I was ready for this movie to be over an hour into it. For me, they took the B plot of Charlotte Lockwood, made it the A plot, and made dinosaurs secondary. And that is the exact opposite of what Jurassic, anything Jurassic is about. And I think that there were moments, again, where there could have been enjoyable moments. But even those moments, I could not get myself on board with because of how terrible. I truly feel the story is. 
Can I? And like even the dinosaur action, a lot of it I felt was uh, not as good as some of the others. Like, see, we'll and give that's it later. stunning to me because I thought I was happy that David said the action was some of the best we've seen in a long time. Because I agree wholeheartedly. I think the scene where they're fighting in the city would have been better had I liked the story because I was so sucked out that I just didn't care. And I, but there were moments where I was like, if I cared a little bit, then I would be entertained. So I, I chuckled, I laughed, and I was like, okay. But then I argue that the, the very last fight that we see is shaped cam of people running with dinosaurs fighting in the background. That I didn't get enough of that. And I just think they did a bad job of telling this story in general. Can I insert something real quick before? Before Andrew or Josh goes, mm-hmm. I felt like this was the opposite problem that the Fallen Kingdom had. Remember last week we talked about you guys liked the first half of Fallen Kingdom, which was a little bit more action, a little bit more dinosaurs in the jungle getting away, fast-paced, frenetic. And then Fallen Kingdom gets really weighty with this complicated cloning story at the second half. This one I felt like started with way more story and way more like stuff going on that was like, hey, here's the complicated story. And then it just went into like full-on action mode after a certain point. It was like flip-flop from the Fallen Kingdom. Sorry, Andrew, go. Or Josh. <laughs> no, yeah, go ahead, Andrew. Are those real glasses? Is that a filter? These are blue blockers. Yeah, good old blue light glasses. But the only thing I really liked about this movie, and unfortunately, I don't think it had any relevance towards the plot at all, was the dinosaur chase in Malta. That was the only, that was the only thing I liked about this movie. If I have to quote anybody from anything, I'd have to quote Dr. Ian Malcolm whenever I say, that was one big pile of shit. Josh, well, you put me in the a bad grace, position man. here. You so can do here's it. the thing. I'll say the, the issues that I do have with the movie hasn't, haven't come up yet, so that's exciting. I, what, where do I start? I feel like I need to start with what I liked and say what yes. I didn't for later. Yes. So the dinosaur action was just fucking incredible, and I won't hear anything else. It was so good. The chase scenes were very exciting. Some of the fight scenes were really good, I thought. I honestly don't have an issue with the story, particularly because this whole Jurassic franchise at its base level is about shady corporations doing creepy things with DNA. So like the clone girl and all that, it does fit the Jurassic mold for me pretty well. I thought having the trio, the original trio return was great. I thought they all did well and they all stepped back into those roles pretty well. Sorry, the light started blinking. The light is flickering. But in the same, on the same token, I will say that where the, uh, the original trio propped up the movie, What it really showcased for me is how much I do not and have never cared about Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard as characters. This movie, (laughs) one, one of the issues for me with this, and see, he's been doing that for two movies, so it's interesting that it took y'all so long to get mad about it. They overdid uh, it in this one. Yeah, literally. I, that's it, a defining personality characteristic is his hand wave. We'll get to that in a second, too. Um, the problem, one of the big problems with Fallen Kingdom we talked about was that I felt like it was two movies that they tried to, to shove into one. And they did that again this time. There are two movies in this. One is about Owen and Claire trying to rescue, what was her name? Maisie. 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 Trying to rescue Maisie from the corporation. That is one movie. And then there's a second movie where Ian, Ellie, and Alan are trying to stop Biosyn from using genetically altered prehistoric locusts to uh, basically wipe out any type of food that doesn't come from biosyn. That's a separate movie. And I like Mm -hmm. that movie better than the other one by a long shot because the stakes are higher, the characters are more interesting, 
And it's just a more unique approach than just having to rescue this girl. That's right. Their plotline had little to do with anything, really. But also, I, and I, as I said in Fallen Kingdom, I will say again that yeah, Claire, it, it bothers me that she's not in prison. It really does. She unleashed a real horrible hell on this earth that many people died from. And she just gets to live in the forest with her uh, boyfriend and stolen child. I don't I like say, that. It makes me say, not like those characters. What you said right there, I think, is what underlines my issue with this whole story premise. Is at the end of Fallen Kingdom, you had two opportunities to pick up on something, even that I didn't necessarily care for. You had the militarized dinosaurs, which made a brief appearance in this, and then never again. So that story, once again, I say was useless from the jump. If you're not going to carry that over into this movie... That whole thing was useless. And, oh my God, I had another point I lost it. So somebody else go. I'll, it'll come back to me. I, I, I was going to get at some more of my issues with it that I that we hadn't really talked about yet. We do get to see some of what kind of what Earth is like now intermingled with humans and dinosaurs. I would have liked to have seen more of that. But ultimately. My, that was my other point. I'm sorry. Is that th this movie focused on a plague of focused. More than the ending movie of the plague of dinosaurs that were roaming the earth. And that is another swing and a miss. I don't care about the locusts. Like, I'm just supposed to believe that the society and dinosaurs have intermingled just fine because that seems to be the premise that I'm supposed to be with. And oh, I haven't been just fine. Yeah, I do I say, why didn't like, you show you me that? You have a very part of this movie. I don't care they, about the locusts. They, you got dinosaurs running the plague. I don't give a shit about your prehistoric because you got dinosaurs out but there. But the locusts are that, dinosaurs. They're but they're not what you expect. Like, if you give me yeah. a movie like this and go, they're the main part is the locusts that are going to do this and not the dinosaurs that have already escaped and causing havoc, you're missing it. The thing is, the like, okay, so, like, I'm fine with the locusts because it is, like, a prehistoric element. It was, yeah. it goes back to something Ellie said in the first movie was yes. that it, she's a paleobotanist. And she's like, not only did you bring back dinosaurs from a long time ago, you've brought back plants from a long time ago that don't have any role in this ecosystem anymore. It's going to completely wreak havoc on things, right? So whether it's prehistoric lizards, mammals, we unfortunately don't get enough prehistoric mammals in these things either, but like right. whether it's lizards, animals, insects from bygone era, they're going to have large ecological effects. I, my, I have, so my basic issue with the movie is that it is slightly too long. I think it's like 10 yes, to 15 Yes, it's, it's half an hour long. too long, actually. It's At a it just because when it, because it I was starting to notice it. And when I really noticed it, I started to keep track of it mentally in my head. And then I was like, okay, it's, it could have stopped. It could have stopped somewhere here and we could have been fine. My core problem is while I love the original trio from the first movie, I do like Owen. I'm so on Claire. I think Owen is a very interesting mix of Alan Grant and someone else where he's the, the raptor guy in the first movie, the clever girl, that guy. Yeah. He's a mix of those two where he cares about the animals on a personal level and he has respect for them as what they are, dangerous. So I like Owen. The problem for me is these two eras that you're building the movie on, the new era and the old era, it took far too long for those two things to meet. By the time these two eras joined together, united, the movie's like 30, 30 minutes, 25 minutes from being over. So you have this like big moment is like squandered really because there's no time for these characters to get to know each other. No time for it to build for them to have any attachment to each other. They literally bump into each other by chance almost, which Jurassic Park chance is a, a, a thing. But I think it would have been more impactful 
for us to get these characters interacting over the course of the whole movie. They should have like recruited each other early on and been a larger story going on of them and their roles in these films because it just felt pointless by the time they finally met each other and they get like some throw throwaway dialogue of like oh you i've heard of you you worked with raptors i read your book yeah oh you're cool too you worked at jurassic world oh yeah hey we've all been in these movies it's like they all went hey you've been in these movies before right yeah me too right. oh cool oh, what a fan sir it, it really could have oh hang on one second go ahead andrew you've been quiet hang on, no, all i was gonna say was just like the characters, number one, are very one-dimensional. Like, they're so one-dimensional. Like, who's good, who's bad? The things that, like, I think the Jurassic Park tale of we've created these dinosaurs and then, oh my God, they get loose, is old. Like, I, it, it, need, it needs to stop. It needs to stop. Because I think we figured out by now, we figured out by now that having these dinosaurs just wreck havoc in the world is just not good the other thing is and david you touched on this is there's just no surprise element i was waiting for a surprise element and i never got it i'm like is there something gonna happen my boy okay but, I, okay I, I gotta put I call, my foot down no i no i speak <laughs> because i sat next to andrew at this screening and the number of times he jumped out of his skin is more <laughs> fingers than i have so don't you oh, give me any there, crap about that, no, no that's not what I meant. you were terrified. There was a twist that you I were. wrote around the around like the 22 minute mark or something of this movie. I wrote a twist for myself. And when that twist did not happen, I was like, oh, see, that's a problem that a lot of people get into these days is setting unfair That'll expectations. Be. Oh, yeah, that's the TikTok but, problem, isn't it? Yeah, and people just they have their idea of what the movie's gonna be and then it doesn't. This yeah. was more something that I thought they genuinely were teasing in the moment in the film, which I can touch on here in a second. So <laughs> the film brings back a character that no one is going to remember. Andrew, me may remember this. So the main bad guy in this movie is a guy named, I don't remember his first uh, name. Let's uh, say Richard Dodson. Yeah, it, okay? it was, yeah, it was Dodson. I, I'll tell you. you, may, you uh, I'm sorry. Andrew, help me out with this. Ready? All right. So Andrew is going to play w Wayne Knight in this scenario, right? We, I picture me in a Hawaiian shirt handing you a can and saying, hey, by the way, don't say my name out loud. Dodson. We got Dodson here. You guys See, remember nobody that? Nobody cares. Nobody nice cares. Hat. Jurassic Park 1, the guy that gives Wayne Knight the canister to get the embryos to F up the whole park in the first place, he finally returns in the series. He was actually the bad guy in The Lost World, the book. But he comes back here, finally, after all these years. He was such an odd character, and it was such an odd performance that it really took me out of the movie. Is that the Bison guy? Yeah, the Bison that? guy, who was playing, basically, who, who was doing... Ricky Gervais's bit from Night at the Museum, but playing it straight, where he would just not finish sentences and act like he had no idea what was going on the entire time. Yeah. People would come up to him and go, sir, and he'd be like, what? God, leave me alone. Listen, this you know is where I... About? He was so odd. He and was odd, just... but he was playing the role of the out-of-touch billionaire. He was your... Right? Jeff Bezos. And so the That's twist that I wrote, behave. the twist that I, I thought was coming, right, was because he went at one point, He's talking to them. He's introducing them to the place. And he's like, this guy, he's like, uh, he's like me, but younger and better and, and, and more interesting. And then he like says, so uh, have a good day. And uh, yeah, that's it. He disappears. And then we see him again in another scene. And I thought to myself, oh, this guy has cloned himself and he has clones of himself walking all over this place. And it's a different Dodson we're seeing each time. That's why he wants this little clone girls because his clones don't have 
they're not working. They don't have good memory. They stay pause. They say weird things. They stop halfway through. They don't know what's going on because this Dotson had this conversation. That Dotson had another conversation. And that's why he wants this clone girl to fix his clones of himself. And, and even I, that would that have been a better be, story because it ended up he, being it, the case. The way that they just integrated the whole DNA stuff just seemed forced. Biasin came out of nowhere. It, it just seemed forced. You can have the Locust Plague. You can have Owen trying to go get Dr. Grant and Sadler because there are prehistoric locusts as a consequence of them being released that are just being formed. You can use the fact that Charlotte Lockwood used monitor lizard DNA to do whatever. I'm getting into spoiler territory, I apologize. And that could explain why these dinosaurs are roaming the earth and reproducing without the need of a mate. And then you're recollecting all of them because you have to wrangle them up. But instead, you even give Dr. Wood out for no reason. And it just doesn't make sense. Like the way they approached it was such a cop out that it it was so wasteful. And it's just really frustrating for me as a fan to see this level of almost apathy to a story like they they it comes across as they really did not know where they were going yeah it i do think that there was a clear issue when so after the malta scene right and they fly off they get a i'm trying to remember the two where the two things lined up you had in one sequence you have can you hear that over there this toy going off <laughs> anyway, you have one sequence, you have Alan Grant and Ellie right there in a thing with a bunch of locusts that they're trying to they're trying to get a sample of. And the other scene, you have Claire and Owen and new character Kayla flying a plane, right? They get attacked by a big pterosaur, they crash. From that moment on, we really don't get any dialogue or conversation that isn't just advancing the advancing like the momentum of the plot. It occurred to me after they deal with this feathered raptor. She looks, they're, they're in an elevator and Kayla looks at Owen. He's like, are you ready to get your girl? And he's like, yeah. And he goes, you really love her, don't you? And he goes, yeah, I do. And I was like, huh, what a weird, like, that's like the, I think like the first time he said anything that wasn't go or who are you or where are we going? Or yeah, I get that. Like a long time. It just felt like everything was action pacing for a long time. And there were very little, there were very few moments to breathe with at the very least, Owen and Claire's characters, they had no chances to really like breathe after they basically, that dinosaur chase starts. Alan and Ellie get a little more time to be characters and interact and talk about, oh, time's fast and all that. But it's just like there was, it just felt like I didn't have any time to breathe. It, it didn't feel like right. the characters got to interact well, at all. And this is where I go back to me not caring about those characters because I there's just no reason to. The, Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard have the, I don't know, compatibility of Link Wall. I don't know. They have no chemistry whatsoever. And ultimately in this movie, and this is why I don't like their storyline, they don't serve any purpose, period. It is Alan and Ellie who save Maisie, Claire and Grady do nothing to save her. Nothing. If you remove them from the movie, Claire or Maisie is still saved at the end and yeah, everything they, still goes perfectly well because our original they, trio are the heroes yeah. of this movie. They and travel the whole world and they get all the way there and someone else brings them to her, basically. Right. Like, by, by sheer chance, by incident, it really took me back to when we did Kong versus Godzilla and you had yeah. an A story and a B story there with like... Uh, with the, oh gosh, what's the Stranger Things girl? And then there were like this other group of people that were, one was following Godzilla and the other one's following Kong. And then they just happenstance meet up at the end. Right, but their yeah. two stories never have any sense of overlap. And that's what you have here. There's no overlap in stories. There's all like, they, they meet and they're like, are you guys good guys? Okay, we're good guys. Cool, we'll just hang out then for the rest of the movie. Cause that's just 
how it felt. There was no connection between those two characters. And like I said, I don't ha- like I didn't hate it, but I didn't. I do have a lot more problems than I have praise here. Sorry, it's a mess over on this side. Yeah, I, I will also say that like, don't expect this episode to end with me giving this movie four or five stars. It's going to be low, but I still think it was. I think it was better than Fallen Kingdom. Uh, I really do. It, Not sure, I do. Really, no. it was so much more fun. This because is like without. I said, in my, like, we'll like get Fallen into Kingdom, it, but we like, this is bad. It was, but this wasn't boring to me. I was ready. I was, I told you, I was checking my watch one hour into this movie, which is two and a half hours long. One hour into this movie, I wanted to leave. And honestly, there is a high chance that had I not been there with, with you guys, I would have walked out on board. I'd have been like, this is not, no, I'm not doing this. I would have walked out. I don't know if it was quite that bad. No, not even, no, not at all. Yeah. Yeah, See, but like for me, Fallen Kingdom, like I like like we talked about the other week, I didn't hate it. I I don't mind. I didn't mind the second half of the movie. I didn't. I kind of liked it because it was exploring an element that we. It was exploring the next logical step. If you're you know cloning dinosaurs, you would eventually move on to other things. You'd move on to people or something like that. So I was fine with that, and I was interested to see where it would go. And unfortunately, I don't feel like it. Like John, like Garrett said, it did take a the A story with Maisie being a very big part of this story. And so that's why naturally I thought that there was going to be something bigger going on than just curing this plague of locusts. That's like kind of what the core of it ended up being. So I'm disappointed in a lot of ways. And I do have a star ranking for disappointed that we'll get to later. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, you want to know my you want to my, my dorky complaint for this? I, I refuse to believe it hasn't been said already. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, the stuff, dorky so complaints. The, the dorky complaint, all right, is I talked about last... When we talked about the other two movies, I talked about how cool it was and how much I thought it was cool that Jurassic World and Fallen Kingdom managed to do what some something that the other three movies, the prior three movies, hadn't done, which was create a character out of one of the dinosaurs. Yeah. We have this raptor, Blue, who is unusually compliant for a raptor and has a strong bond with Owen, and it's like almost to the extent of like a, a wolf with Owen, and she is n- almost not in this movie. She appears at the beginning. Her baby gets taken, and she does not appear for the rest of the movie. She comes back at the end. For what felt like such a strong bond for those first two movies and what felt like a core element of Owen's character is his bond with this dinosaur, it became not even the B-plot. It was the C-plot. It was like, oh, yeah, we're here. Oh, oh wait, we got remember, we, we also got to get that, that, that baby dinosaur. Uh, let's go do that real quick. And it I was, also it, think I, 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 I felt bad because I, obviously they can't drag blue halfway across the world in the back of a plane she's a raptor but at the same time it just felt weird for the for that animal to be cut out of the story so much that is but, and that's why be- i think all the bias and stuff is unnecessary like you can have all the repercussions of the dinosaurs escaping and still involve the original characters plus they introduce too many other characters for the final movie of this you had the whole bias and thing you have the pilot, you have all of these other main characters, plus you're getting the original three back. So those are three brand new characters that you have to give a reason for. Plus you have to give a reason for the bad guy. Plus you have to give a reason for the pilot. Plus you have to give a reason for this. And you don't need all of that when you can just have the locust story. Like Ellie is investigating all of this stuff and oh my God. And then the dinosaurs are escaped. So Owen has to go get Dr. Grant because he's read the book. And then he brings the raptor and he's like, oh my God, look at all the stuff you could do. And then Malcolm is still there being the moral... Uh, thing i also didn't necessarily care for the weird oceans 11 plot sneaking around the thing that ellie and dr grant did because that didn't necessarily fit their character profile so like it just really did seem all of the list 
Yeah. So you thought that was too dorky, Josh? Oh, very much. <laughs> no, because your dorky complaint is my wish list because I wish Owen and Claire disappeared like Blue did. Honest to God. I said oh, that we had that's never seen them again until the end when they could be reunited with Maisie because they are dull in this movie. They are so dull. I think you need, I, I would be fine with, like you said, I would almost be fine with losing Claire. I think Owen brings something that Claire the, has other, been three, and the other three characters I want to be careful with this because Claire has been an unlikable character this entire franchise. That's the problem. Mm -hmm. and, and to me, it's because she's the boss. She created Jurassic World, so immediately, I don't like you. You did a bad thing, and I have wanted her to pay for it for a long time. Yeah. And so, like, it's just annoying to me that she's been made into a hero when like, it's even mentioned in this movie. What are you trying to do? Absolve for your past? And she's like, Pff. no, you belong in jail. And it's like, yeah, that is what you're trying to do. Don't act like that's such a no, crazy thought. It is like, she's, it's like, and the thing is, if that just, I, I think and, just play into that as the story. Okay. You were given a second chance. They didn't give you jail time. And so she sees herself. I've been giving a second no, chance. I still don't I want to undo no. the wrongs of my, that I want to undo no. the, as best I can, the wrongs that I brought in this world. But the way that she ends up going about that doesn't really end up, it, I don't think it, 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 it ends up being enough to change anything. She's trying to save dinosaurs, which is nice. Here's why I but, still don't. Alan, Ian, and Ellie in the first three dress, they're experts in their field. Owen and Claire have no idea what they're doing at any point in this franchise because they're not experts. Grady is just like a raptor whisperer that's never been explained, and Claire is just a businesswoman. And they don't have any expertise to bring to this story. And I think when we, ha when we finally saw them up against the real experts, they lost me totally. They're just dudes. And that's the thing is- They might as well be NPCs. And that, and it's the opposite way for me too. The trio, they're just like, they came across as such old, out of place people because Chris Pratt's character is so much more of like a, like a capable action star who's like can handle himself in a scary situation. Whereas like Dr. The rest of them are seem like they're like, Ugh! like they just seem like they're like, we are meant to be in the field, digging up bones and looking at stuff. We are not meant to be here, which is the, the fun of the first movie, right. or the very first movie and why it works so well. And I think it's the fun of the first Jurassic World movie and why it works so well is because it's more of an action-oriented version of the Jurassic Park concept. Yep. Anyway, David, this is going to be quick, boy. Oh, yeah. I, I'll run down off. this. I'll run down this real, real quick. So opening estimates. This is opening weekend of Jurassic World Dominion. Opening estimates are $143 million world uh, domestic. And uh, so whatever you say about, whatever you can say about this franchise from a critical standpoint, it has been a monster reimagining in terms of the box office because all three films have huge openings. For the weekend of June 10th, it's Jurassic World Dominion with 143, Top Gun Maverick in its third weekend with 50 million, which is, I believe, one of the highest all-time third weekends. It is, I think, one of, it, it's either the first or the second highest all-time, highest third weekend for a movie, not about like a superhero of some sort. Doctor Strange comes in at number three with 4.8 million. Bob's Burgers movie at number four with 2.3. And The Bad Guys still hangs in there with 2.2 million in its fifth weekend. For internationally, Jurassic World is also killing it. It's brought in $245 million overseas for a worldwide total of $389 million. Here's a kind of fun stat. So in a six-week period, we've had Doctor Strange, Top Gun Maverick, and Jurassic World Dominion all come out worldwide. Those three movies have made over $2 billion worldwide in just six weeks. Cool. So 
the box office is not only fairly well back, it is now like booming. And we've got more big movies coming out for the rest of the summer. So it's going to be interesting to see how this year does compare at the end of the year to 2021 and 2020. Like I said, those, so those three movies, Doctor Strange, Top Gun, and Jurassic World, $2 billion combined worldwide. For the, compared to other, the other movies, Jurassic World Dominion will soon pass Jurassic Park 3 pretty quickly to become the fifth highest grossing Jurassic World movie. It's got a good chance to probably finish, I would say, close to $300 million domestic, which would put it just behind Jurassic Park and the other two Jurassic World movies. And then finally, for the year of 2022, this is a bit of an update from last week. Top Gun Maverick has passed Doctor Strange to be the highest grossing movie domestically in the United States with $393 million. Doctor Strange at 379 is number two. The Batman at 369 is number three. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is sitting at number four. And then Uncharted is hanging precariously onto the number five spot. Jurassic World Dominion could pass that, at, well, will pass that on Monday, but maybe could pass it between on Sunday, depending on the the actuals that come out. Yeah, so it's been a big it's been a big year. This is this, Jurassic World Dominion has the second highest opening weekend of the year so far. It's uh, it'll be interesting to see what the drop off is for week two. Uh, if a bad word of mouth or bad critic scores drag it down, or even just middling critic scores bring it down, we'll see. What are our ratings, guys? What do we got? I'm gonna F. give it. I'm gonna give it. I think I'm also going to give it a two and a half. I think this is probably my least favorite Jurassic movie. One star. Ooh, yep. one star this is a one star movie. This is a bad wow. movie. Wow. All right. Then let me briefly uh, read some of our fun reviews here in the last couple minutes. Uh, these are some of the highest rated reviews on Letterboxd for Jurassic World Dominion. We've got the top review says, at least there are real dinosaurs in this one. Which yes, took hey. me a second to mean the old people. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's definitely while was, not I was, perfect. I still had a good time watching this final part of Jurassic World. It's certainly not the horror show critics would make you believe it is. The lady in the white dress was so slay. I agree with that. She was cool. My favorite review, though, says I wish Jeff Goldblum slid into my DMs, which <laughs> was a really great laugh line. Jurassic World with a taken spin. Twas fun. And then yeah. decent mindless action. See, I don't think it was mindless, but uh, it was it was monotonous. Like my wife said, after about the seventh brush with death, you start to go like, oh, gosh, this is just too many. It's just losing its impact of how many times can they almost die by dinosaur? In you want to raise the stakes? They should have killed somebody too, I argue. Yeah, I think they. I think it probably, I honestly thought that Wu was going to die. I do want to compliment that I was watching a video about the production and Jurassic World Dominion does use more animatronics and puppets in, a, in addition to its visual effects than the other two Jurassic World movies. They really wanted to get back to some practical dinos in this. That's good. All right. What do we think it is on Litterbox? What are our guesses? I'm going to guess it's three. sitting like it. Go ahead. No, I was going to say three stars. That's your guess. Yeah, I'm going to guess it's sitting at a 2.8. Okay. Three. because I saw it. Oh, okay. I'll do 3.2 because that's... Yeah, I just, I just saw it when I was looking at those reviews on accident. It, and no one got it, although I think David was the closest. You said 2.8, right? Yeah. It's 2.6, which is the exact same score as Fallen Kingdom. It'll. I think it'll drop lower than that. Yep. We'll see. I don't know. It's got like in the high mid-70s on Rotten Tomatoes, so it's all over the place weird. All right. That was a dinosaur movie. We'll see you all next time. <laughs> I was on me. <laughs> <laughs>